Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, kids and kittens, boys and girls, friends of all ages. Hope you are well on this gorgeous day. Did the Democrats, who are very excited about uh, the whole Trump thing, uh, and th- there's a chance they're going to get their, their, their wish that he, he may run indeed. But here's something interesting. Was he, is he going to be forced into it? Oh, I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, if I'm Donald Trump, look, you can say what you want. He's erratic. Absolutely. You know, loose cannon. I've heard him describe that. Definitely unpredictable. But to say that he's stupid would be, you're, 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 he's not, he's not stupid. He's not. Think about this though. I was joking yesterday. I was like, you know what? Could, could you see Trump? Because, you know, they, somebody on the inside uh, tipped everything off. Could you see Trump going, hey, let's tip him off. We got nothing here. They'll be pissed. They really want this stuff back. We got all these damn letters. You know, like you say, hey, he gives back all the stuff, right? You know, this lady over here is really pissed, right? Because her archives aren't matching up. You know, it's like his overdue library book, right? Because do you really think he's got, a, he's got a bunch of like, oh, yeah, hey, let's keep all the January 6th stuff over here. I'm telling you, it's pictures of him and Kim Jong-un and, you know, if anything. He probably hasn't even seen that stuff. But let's just say he didn't want to run. That maybe I wasn't ready to make the announcement. I want to see how I do getting these guys and gals through the primaries. But let's just say for the sake of argument, I don't do well. Well, maybe uh, it's not going to bode well for me. Remember, the guy's an egomaniac. Let's just say he gets a bunch of his people through, and he has. Let's, Let's be real. He's got a lot of the MAGA folk through. But let's say they get smoked in the general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's say that happens. Does that say eh, maybe I don't want to? Maybe I don't want to do this. See, for Trump, I don't think it is. I think Trump would like the situation to be where he gets his people through that he you know gets out there. And remember, a lot of what he's getting through are people that he is more interested in hurting the other Republican than winning a general. But that general will say a lot about what his chances are. While he's a smart man, he's an erratic and impulsive guy. And that's something else to worry about. You know, you've got two sides of things, right? You've got the paralysis by analysis. And then you've got the person who, you know, one person won't pull the parachute until they're potentially close to death. And the other one pulls the parachute while inside the airplane. I mean, that's... And, and Trump could be both of those at times. My issue, though, with him is, is his ego. And you play into it. And now the thought process is, they've come for me. I have to run, don't I? Because I have to go blow this thing up. Maybe I didn't want anything to do with any of this. Maybe I just wanted to be done with it all. Nope, but now you've come for me. Oh, yeah. And they are. 
That's the way a lot of people feel like, oh, yeah, they're coming. They want him. They want him gone. He's going to be indicted. You know, the fact is, is that we are in uncharted waters here, right? Who goes to a president's residence to take documents? In my view, John, I think the issue here is that indictment, and I'll say it, I think it's imminent as it relates to the president. Look at the timing and everything else. I think he's in trouble. I think his surroundings, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, perhaps uh, Mr. Julianne. No. Now, would I be surprised if all of those guys got in trouble but Trump? No, I wouldn't. But I feel now he is at the point where I think he thinks he's got to go blow up the system. And his ego is not going to let him back down. And I don't know how that plays out for everybody else. Because the one thing, while there are Trump, quote-unquote, MAGA election deniers, the puppets that are out there, and there's plenty of them, the reality is he'll always think, I could do it better. And in many ways, he can. And it's going to be interesting if this has, because I don't know if he was going to run. I was always on the fence. And how could you be on the fence? He's got, and I was always kind of on the fence when it came to him and running again, because I don't know if Milani is into it. I don't know if the kids are into it again, right? And in particular, you know, I don't know if Ivanka wants to do it. I don't think Jared wants any part of this stuff anymore. I, I, I don't know if that was something they want. And I think he wants to kind of do it as a group. But now, because of that ego, and I always go back to this, and we thought it was a Richard Branson was talking about when he was going to start, uh, you know, uh, an airline and, and Virgin. And he goes, Trump called him, you know, and said, hey, I hear you're going to be in town, right? And Trump had a Trump had Trump Airlines. And he goes, I'd love to meet with you. And Richard Branson, you know, he's a billionaire, right? You know, this Virgin Records and all this stuff. He goes, I think he's going to talk about, hey, let me tell you about the airline businesses. He goes, he spent three hours at lunch talking about all the people that he was going to destroy who didn't help him when he had some financial issues in the 80s. And he said the last thing he said is, the airline industry sucks, don't do it. His ego won't allow him not to now. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. What do you think? You think the ego himself, because that's his thing, man. His ego is, that is the driver of what and who he is in so many ways. That is his driver. And when he feels pushed, I think he feels like, now I've got to do this. And I don't know if everybody's going to be thrilled by it. If you're on, even if you're on his side. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson, share with your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, we're going to be talking to Mike Lyons, bottom of the hour. You know, yesterday we talked to Gordon Chang. We got some feedback. A lot of people, oh, man, Gordon's great. And a lot of people, I hate that guy. He's horrible. Blah, 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 blah. And I just laugh at stuff like that. I'm like, uh, he's no idea. I, I had several people say, that guy knows nothing about China. <laughs> I'm like, okay. What are your qualifications? But uh, one of the things that we didn't really get into with Gordon yesterday, and I, it, it rarely gets talked about, is, what exactly should something go down do we have and what do they have if it's military side of things we all know about the nuclear stuff will it come to nuclear mm, possibility but let's just say that it got to that point we hear about oh it's shiny you know 10 years ago they weren't ready they're ready now well are they battle tested no 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 probably not are our guys and gals battle tested oh absolutely do we know our stuff works? We absolutely do. Do we know theirs works on the battlefield? 
Well, that's a good question. I think so. I think it's a fair question to ask. Plus, we're going to talk about the fact that today it looks like the uh, 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 the Russians are getting a little what too, because well, Ukraine is uh, starting to push against and starting to really get busy in trying to take back some of that. Uh, where do they stand? It's been a while, right? This was the big thing for a while, and uh, you know Putin's price hike. Remember that? It was all about Putin and his price hike. Well, there's now kind of a, it was like halftime? What is this? Everybody eating their oranges? We'll talk about that as well. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Tons of stuff to squeeze into, including lots of inflation talk. This weird comment that, that Biden said yesterday. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. Zero. Uh, oh, okay. Zero inflation last month. Like, this is... But there was stuff that picked up in price. And when you hear the year over year with groceries, when you hear the year over year of what things like eggs cost, I mean, the jump in eggs and stuff, I think people are going to be surprised because one of the things we've talked about for years here is the things that we want are getting cheaper. The things that we need are getting more expensive. And inflation is pointing that out, especially when it comes to the grocery store. Talk about that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, Speaking of things that are expensive, meat. Thinking of things that are not expensive, meat with Omaha Steak. OmahaSteaks.com right now. Use keyword Benson in the search bar once you get to OmahaSteaks.com. And let me tell you something. The stuff that they have for you right now is incredible. The All-American Assortment and the Build Your Own Perfect Package. Each one of them is going to come with 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers. So what do you get with the amazing All-American Assortment? Butchers, cut fillets, boneless pork chops, air-chilled boneless chicken breast, caramel apple tartlets, and so much more. And then you can build your own. Nothing wrong with building your own, right? Absolutely. 100% money-back guarantee. And what you're going to get is meats that are cut perfectly, meats that are naturally aged, meats that taste great at a price that's not going to break the bank in fact, I think you're going to be shocked at how cheap it is. In fact, you're going to save over 50% on the All-American Assortment. Use code Benson when you go to omahasteaks.com and right there in the search bar, code Benson. Fill your freezer up, barbecue all summer, enjoy the food, enjoy the meats, omahasteaks.com, keyword Benson in the search bar. Chad Benson Show. Um, like, yeah, so what? It's the Chad Benson Show. That is me, you are you. Biden is Biden. We got to remind him that some days, though. Remember, zero. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Is it a win? 
That's good. I want to see that. Who doesn't want to see zero? I want to see it go down. Who doesn't? But we have issues, and let's not pretend that we don't. First and foremost, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, while it's it's easing inflation, the reality is, compared to where we were last year, it's ugly. While prices for gas, airfare, and clothing are falling, other essential goods are getting more expensive. Food is up 13% from last year, the largest increase since 1979. The typical U.S. household is now paying about $460 more per month for the same goods and services as they would have last year. Think about that. $460. Yeah. Prices went down with energy, but with other things, it's going up. Everyday items such as meat, poultry, fish, and eggs have gone up in just the last month. It's not just because of inflation. Egg prices are up 47% from last year, due in part to bird flu outbreaks. Yeah. There is, it's clothing, goods, airfare. Oh, some things are coming down. Okay, they're coming down. That's great. But those are the things that we want. The things we need are going up. You need sustenance to survive. <laughs> Unless you're an Eritarean. Don't get me started on that. What the hell is that? They're real. Go look at them. They're insane. They're very thin. We need those things. We don't need these. What have people been saying? A couple buddies of mine, uh, one I work with, one I, uh, another radio person, they got uh, uh, deals on patio furniture in the last week or so that are so insane. They're like, I should just go buy all of the patio furniture, and eventually when things get good again, I'll open an o- my own shop. That's how cheap it was. We talked about it. That was because they overordered patio furniture, thinking, well, it was going to be home during the pandemic. But then the whole supply chain thing, and then they got all this patio furniture like 18 months later when everybody's back to normal life. They didn't need it. That's things you want, right? Meat, cheese, eggs, groceries. We went grocery shopping on Thursday last week. Uh, And uh, I will tell you this. I was, uh, uh, or maybe it was Friday. It was Friday. I was shocked at how expensive the groceries we weren't replacing like we had to a couple weeks ago with our it was just a grocery trip kids going back to school this week getting some stuff ready it cost us almost five hundred dollars and i asked myself how in god's name if you're the average person what what kind of thing because i'm blessed but how in god's name does the average person they look out there and they're just like everything is ridiculous It is crazy. So, yes, zero. I'm glad. I hope the pattern, right, really starts to become something where there's momentum. But you're bragging about something when you have to look at it year over year because that's what it's all about. And the year over year says things aren't great and they may not be getting better. That's the other thing. What do you say a month from now if things go south? And by the way, he's doing everything he's supposed to. You come out, you tout your wins. 
I still think we have a very serious inflation problem in this country. I don't think that inflation problem is going to go away of its own volition. And so I think we're likely to have some quite turbulent times ahead. Larry Summers right there. For those of you guys who don't know who Larry is, he, uh, you know, is an economist, uh, you know, advisor of the old Obama folks. Uh, he kind of knows what Biden's about, and he understands that we're in for potentially uh, some ugly, ugly, ugly times because this isn't going to change the way that I think they're hoping it does. Like now that energy is coming, that this month everything's going to collapse. It's not. God, I would love that. Who wouldn't love that? Who wouldn't? But I think you and I know better. Absolutely. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Mike Lyons, our military analyst, former retired uh, major in the Army. Uh, guy that is a smart guy. Knows a lot about military stuff. Seeing as he served in theaters of war. He's going to join us to talk about what's going on, obviously, in Ukraine. They're starting an offensive. But on the other side of that, China. Live fire drills. They're showing that they may be more willing to get into something. What if we got in it with them? What do they have compared to what we have? We'll talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. This is going to be something that's going to, really going to shock uh, President Putin because if they were able to, to, to recover any of Crimea, it would mean a net loss uh, for Putin uh, for the entire invasion. They already had annexed this, this territory before. So this is substantial, and it really shows that Ukraine wants to go on the offensive. That's right. And when we talk about war, we talk about military. There's one person we turn to, Mike Lyons, hired military uh, uh, major and, and military analyst, joins the program. He's been here since day one, uh, even before this started. And it looks like they're going to take uh, try to take it to the Russians, the Ukrainians. We forget this thing is going on because America has, well, that we've got a very limited uh, attention span. They are. The Ukrainian military is attacking military targets in, in Crimea. I think, though, that um, they still really don't have enough equipment. They're going to they're going to give it as a best shot they can, but they're going to really force Russia to reinforce there. Now, the, the whole goal for Ukraine has to be no attacks in Odessa. You know, that's the last five percent piece. If I'm a Russian general officer looking for some kind of way to get in front of, of Vladimir Putin, it's. Uh, it's saying, look, we let's go take Odessa. Let's figure out how to do that. Seal off Ukraine, and then maybe if you want to sue for peace, then we can, we can kind of leave it at that. But um, but the fact that the, the artillery and the equipment coming in from the West is allowing Ukraine to go on the offensive. But make no mistake, both sides are exhausted still. Ru the Russia, I think, is trying to hold off until the fall, where they can try to reinforce with some people coming from coming from the east. Ukraine doesn't have that same luxury, so they've got to take the initiative and continue to seize it right now. 
What kind of uh, weapons are we sending them now? Because you were worried uh, that we might deplete some of our own stuff. Uh, what are we sending them? Or is this stuff finally that we sent them a while ago that they're trained up enough now? Because that's the other thing is we may send them something that it may take a while to train them up on some stuff. Right. Nothing new. It's the, it's the HEMAR system. It's the, it's the precision artillery, um, more of the missiles. And what, what happens is so the, the HEMARS is a platform, let's say, and now they're getting different missiles that um, – do different things and go different distances, um, can track, can loiter, can can be more accurate. So that and you lay that over the drone technology. Russia has not been successful in doing the counter jamming and the counter battery uh, in in the south that they, that they had been before. Now in in Donetsk and in kind of the east, um, they're still grinding away there, you know, a foot at a time right now, and they have real, really a firm hold of that area. But but because of their inability to um, take their forces, maneuver them over to to the south, and to try to reinforce what or, or military assets they have there already. Um, Ukraine's taking advantage of that. Talking to my clients, military analysts, as we talk about what's going on uh, around the globe. And uh, you said, I-, I think Putin's trying to hold off as long as he can, because I think he thinks it starts to get cold over there. These European nations are going to start freaking out when they start looking at some of their bills. And, and, and uh, if we can hold off a little bit longer, the cracks will start to show. Well, and the sanctions are starting to impact um, Russia. Finally, you know, the economic statecraft is, is likely starting to happen with that uh, European Union, the full ban they've had on Russian coal. So that's kicked in incomplete. Um, you saw Germany now look to try to get uh, gas somehow, create some kind of pipeline from, coming from Spain and Portugal. So the Germans are in the full scramble mode to do everything they can to uh, to, to make sure that they're not going to go cold this winter. Um, but but that this has always been something that, uh, you know, if, if things had started from the beginning like this, it could have it, it might have put a lot more pressure on them sooner. It's been what six months now and, and all the dis- things that have been destroyed and, uh, on both sides. So I, I think the, um, the the seasons are going to change. The seasonality will now kick in. Uh, Russia is going to start losing revenue on this. If it starts to impact the defense sector, then he realizes he's not going to be able to win. And I think that's going to impact what his decision is going forward. We move from there to another part of the globe. And one of the things that yesterday we had uh, Gordon Chang on talking about China, he looks at the geopolitical side of it and, you know, like how Xi, you know, is handling this, the the stress that's on him, Taiwan, the political Mm -hmm. things. But the reality is the military side of it, because that's what would would be eventually, is something wholly different. Mm -hmm. And Taiwan, I mean, this was crazy. They were both live fire practicing. Essentially, they were shadow boxing each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I and then what's going on there militarily right now is is a tinderbox. Um, and, you know, Nancy Pelosi might have been the Sophie Franz Ferdinand bullet moment to, to get things started here. I, I've never seen in, in really since uh, in my lifetime, the, the U.S. and Chinese are literally talking past each other. I mean, the United States is telling China, oh, come on, cut it out. You were only kidding. Everything's good. No worries. Get John Kerry back in his G7. Get him over there. Wait, let's start the climate talks again. Come on. It's going to be great. And the Chinese are going, you'll die and burn in our fire of fury. I mean, it's not even close to any, any kind of diplomacy. I mean, the, the, the Chinese have completely cut off multiple diplomatic pathways and they're shut down. No one's talking about this right now, but these are things that happen when countries are about to go to war. Um, we can argue right now, I saw interesting thoughts about whether China is actually a rising power or declining power. A rising power 
um, you know, would have a little more strategic patience on this. But the fact that they might be on the decline, they recognize that the, the window is closing in the United States with Joe Biden as the president, with what looks like a, a lot of things going badly in our military. Um, you know, China launches a Pearl Harbor type attack, goes after our naval assets there, goes after Taiwan. Um, they could really inflict a lot of damage now. Again, there's some that think that the Chinese military is a paper tiger. They haven't fought since 79 and they got kind of their butts kicked back then. Whereas the United States, you want to be a superpower, you want to be Rome, you want to you want to really do that. You've got to have a military that's got experience. Well, you know, for, for you know, our military is always you know, good to go. And we've been we've been at war really for the last, you know, 25 years at this point anyway. So, I, again, I think that's a real tinderbox right now. There's both sides are just completely off the reservation when it comes to what they're talking about. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, there's a mistake that takes place and that uh, things escalate pretty quickly. Let's say there is a mistake. So let's say, you know, I mean, because Japan is, you know, starting to become a little bit more isolationist. They're sounding a little bit more pre-1930 than than mm-hmm. after, you know, 45. Let's just say there is a mistake and and something mm-hmm. goes down. Uh, Taiwan is not going to be a pushover. In fact, probably for them to take it, they would have to essentially, uh, you know, eviscerate the island. Uh, and the amount right. of men right. and that they would lose, because China is not battle-tested. It's one thing to say you're ready. It's another thing to actually get hit in the mouth. Yeah, and that's where the concern is of the Chinese military, if it is a paper tiger. It, but it has volume, it has velocity, it has mass, it has lots of principles of war that it can engage in. Um, whether or not it can coordinate, command and control, coordinate all of the different weapon systems, and that's where the United States is, you know, shines, especially when it comes to anything conventionally. Um, but what they have to do, again, would be that Pearl Harbor type attack uh, that they could do because of hypersonic missiles. So all the new technology that has been developed in the past 20 years would have to be used in the initial hours of this war that if it started. But then directly to your point, uh, Taiwan becomes flattened and all of the, that pro- produce and, and things that happen there, the production and the manufacturing is destroyed. It impacts the rest of the world. The, it, it seems as though the Chinese might be half willing to, to take that risk and, and not worry about it and build up the next hundred years. I, I think, again, China, I'm more leaning that they're the declining power right now, which is more scary, which means they're going to they're going to likely potentially do something here in the coming years, at least. You know, we were talking about that with Gordon Chain yesterday, the fact that, you know, uh, people said, oh, they're, they're not declining. At all. First of all, stop believing everything they say. You think we're full of baloney uh, and you readily take them because you don't like America. That's a you thing. But they financially, they may be in a lot more trouble than people realize. And militarily, right. what do they have conventionally and obviously nuclear powers? We all know what everybody has. But conventionally, what do they have that they would we would think, oh. That's dangerous. And on the other side, what do we have that makes them, if you will, stay awake at night? So uh, it's nuclear deterrence at at, at 50,000 feet, right? I mean, mutually assured destruction, it, it does keep two nuclear-powered countries uh, somewhat at bay. But what, what China has is hypersonic missiles that can travel low and we can't shoot them out of the sky. And from a regional perspective, um, they could launch a, a velocity and, and mass at our naval assets there and, and virtually guarantee hitting every one of them and sinking every one of them. I mean, they sink a carrier. They sink the USS Ronald Reagan out there in the, in the South China Sea. What are we going to do? I mean, I, 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 you know, it will take us, we need to declare war on China. It'll take us six months to a year to kind of crank up the arm and crank up the fist that it's got to come from 
you know, the Pacific. And then at that point, maybe China is launching intercontinental missiles at us. So that they have that, that's that, that again, that technology that would take place in the beginning part of this uh, while they're trying to take Taiwan at the same time. I think I think that the hypersonic missile technology that they have um, is, is, is virtually unstoppable from their side. What about us? We must have something because I mean, but there, if you're listening to Mike Lyons or military analysts, it just sounds like, well, they're going to just roll over us. But that's not the reality of it because we get a punch back, too. Yeah, the, the thing is, we have untested what I like about war. I don't like anything about war, but, but what's interesting in wartime when, when I see in the United States is all this interesting stuff comes off the shelf that that are that, that that have been laboratories that people have been working on for 10 or 15 years and everything comes to the battlefield and everything gets tried i think one of the ways we're going to have to try to stop that is cyber and intercept the, you know, those hypersonic missiles still are relying on signals from something else so we're going to have to do microwave technology we're going to have to do something that's probably already on some of those ships already um that will that will serve as a way of defense that no one's talking about. So that's that's what the United States always brings to modern warfare is innovation. The question is whether, um, you know, sometimes it's just a bluff. I mean, look, Desert Storm turns out to be a bluff. No one knew that we had the kind of things we had in the GPS systems and the cruise missiles and the Tomahawks and all those things at the end of the day. Well, same thing here. Um, I think that the Chinese have got to be worried that if their plan fails uh, initially, and, and the United States is, is can knock those, those hypersonic missiles out with microwave or cyber or by hacking into more something um, based on you know, information that they got before. Well, then our response back will be tenfold because that's the other. That's how we go to war these days. Thank God we go in tenfold ways. Um, so I, I think we're not just showing our cards. I think that's really what that, that's what the United States has. And I'm confident we've got stuff on the shelf that will, that will do really well once the time comes. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I watched another military guy the other day say something about you know it's it's the things you don't know we have that keep right, the other side right. awake at night, and that's that's the one thing that I think that that should give people heart. Plus, we're battle tested, uh, but our navy, their air force, navy. I mean, uh, how our navy obviously is because how many battleships do they even have comparatively to ours? Whether their subs like, uh, what's their air force like? Well, so they have um, they have um, an, an air force that's not as good as their navy. They've they've put more focus on their navy. Six hundred battleships right now, or six hundred ships, and they're they're fundamentally focused right there in the South China Sea. So so again, it's a lot of targets. It's target rich environment if that's us. But we just don't have you know we don't we have less than two ninety five I believe in our navy, and and they want to decommission eight more some of the some of the littoral ships that they just brought on eight years ago because they're just so poorly performing. So our, our Navy needs in the next 10 years to rebuild itself. Um, and on top of that, our Navy projects power throughout the world. So we don't, we don't have any kind of volume like that in that, in that area. We just want one carrier. Now we do have 11 carriers out there. We can eventually, we can eventually bring them to, to bear. Uh, they just won't get there on time. Um, but, uh, but again, and, and their air force, same thing, untested kind of weak airframes that we know that, um, it's just it's, it's, there's a lot of them, uh, you know, that the, what China is going to do um, is based on studying previous wars. Is they're going to just bring mass to the battlefield and, and, and take law. You know, commanders expect losses, take losses and throw people into the into the breach. Uh, but, here, you know, here comes the second wave. Always good to have you on. Mike Lyons, uh, military analyst, uh, retired uh, major in the Army. And once again, dude, you uh, you give it to us straight. And we love that. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Great. Chad. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. That's what I keep saying. It's the stuff you don't know we have. <laughs> that's that's what it's all about. The end of the day could be as little as a bunch of nerds who put together something. They can take rockets out or turn them around and send them back where they came from. It's the stuff we don't have, and it's being ahead. There's a reason we spend so much on the military, and some of it's wasted, but some of it, mm, well, you don't know you needed it until you needed it, and luckily we have it. Hello, Fresh. You didn't know you needed it until you needed it, and luckily we have it. Going home at night, knowing food is going to be right there because the kids continue to think that it's a restaurant, uh, but because of Hello Fresh, it makes them feel that way. Why is that? Because the food, first of all, is amazing. Uh, and if I've been telling you guys this, and I'll take a picture in the next day or so and post it. They, so they, we get the HelloFresh delivered to us, 55 different weekly options, right, the most by any meal kit. But they like to decorate the plate now, you know, like that you do with the fancy restaurants. That's what it's like with HelloFresh. And it's, it's great food. They just like to make it fancy, and they can make it, which is awesome. Anybody can do it. The food is incredible. they got the taste of summer going on right now. Restaurant-worthy, absolutely, and so easy. It's got a card right there, and it'll tell you how quick, what you have to do. Within 15, 20, 30 minutes, you're eating. Tons of sides, desserts, complimentary right there, and fresh ingredients, which is my number one priority, along with portioned, portioned perfectly. Right? That's great. Great app, easy to use. You can pause whenever you want, and right now, 16 free meals and three free gifts across seven boxes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16 to get those 16 free meals. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Netflix uh, is looking around right now and thinking to themselves, what is going on? And there's Disney with a smile on their face. Thanks to shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi. When the time comes, he must be trained. Disney Plus showing no sign of the subscriber losses challenging Netflix. Disney, the parent company of ABC News, reporting a gain of 14.4 million subscribers for Disney Plus in the third quarter, beating analyst estimates of 10 million. The streaming service now has just over 152 million customers worldwide, still well behind Netflix's 220 or so million. And the price of Disney Plus going up beginning December 8th, a new version with ads will cost 8 bucks a month, the same price of the current version without ads, which will jump to 11 bucks a month. Disney also raising the prices of Hulu and ESPN+. Plus. Yay, yay, I have ESPN+, Plus and I have Hulu, so how about that? Here's the thing, though. Uh, for Disney, it's about subscriber numbers in a lot of ways, because much like... Uh, 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 the West is paying for a lot of other people. The average price in places like India for like Disney is like 50 cents a buck. So they're not paying the same. So we're, we're, we're paying bigger rates here. But so much of that is, again, it's about the numbers. Those are good things to show people. Those are good things. Those numbers, right, business, military, all that stuff. You got the numbers. People look at oh, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. Doesn't mean quality, but you have to charge a certain amount. You can't produce the things that they're producing in the way that they're doing it and think it's going to be this is it isn't all reality TV which would be the best if I was going to have a subscriber based platform it would be all reality television cheap to produce and people easily get addicted to it. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I know, right? 
Thinking here, write that down, kids. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. If you missed any of the podcasts, including uh, a a really good interview with Mike Lyons, our military analyst, uh, breaking down what's going on in China and the Ukraine, uh, check it out. I wanted to get uh, with him to talk about some of the stuff that included the bill that just got passed uh, for the burn pits. Uh, We didn't have time for that, but... Uh, we'll get to it next week, but a really interesting talking about, you know, China and Taiwan and how close things may be much closer than I think a lot of people realize. Grab the podcast if you missed it. Chad Benson show. This is the Chad Benson show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The number is zero, and zero shall be thy number. Actually, I just want to say a number, zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. Zero. How about that, huh? It went down a little bit, and then, and, then, and, then, and then something went up a little bit, and then they met, and they were like, hey, I'm minus one. Yeah. And your plus one, if we come together, will be zero. Oh, well, you're right. How about that? So it's all good, right? Everything's good. We don't need anything. Things are great. Things are back to normal. Eh, not so fast. Not so fast. Why is that? While easing, and we do like. Inflation has been at a 40-year high for much of the year, but it now appears to be easing slightly, dropping from 9.1% in June to 8.5% in July. Those percentages represent the jump in prices from the same month a year ago. The Dow jumping more than 500 points yesterday. The S&P hitting a three-month high. Three-month high. Yeah. It's good, right? That's great. Fantastic. If it's your retirement, are you looking at it every day? No, probably not. You're not doing anything with it. It's sitting there. It goes up. It goes down. You're not going to pay much more attention to it until you get to the point where you're closer to retirement, and you'll adjust as you go along. Yeah, it's probably right, Chad. You're pretty much you're pretty sure right that. It's about the everyday things. You and I both know that. Gas prices, energy prices, they've been coming down, right? That's good. We need them to come down. Gas prices have been following pretty pretty damn steadily. Well, yeah, yeah, they are. There's a little bit of a reason for that, and we're going to get to it, but... I will say this, the, the, the rate of speed of which they're fall, of falling is good. We all remember when the national average for a gallon of gas topped $5. As of today, it's dipped below $4, $3.99. Gas prices fell 7.7% in July. They've fallen now 58 days in a row. That's great. But there is a reason for that, and that is, is that we're not doing anything. <laughs> we're not. 
I go home. I leave here at six. So we made the switch a few years ago where I decided we're moving the show to mornings and uh, which has been awesome. Uh, but before I was, do, I would do my show and then I would have to do, I did another show and, uh, and then I did another show. That's right. Three shows. We'll bring it out. And then I would drive home and driving home at night in Phoenix, it's 7 PM. Okay. 7 PM. It was late to get up early. Traffic was, it was, it was, it was calming down, but there was still traffic fifth largest major metropolitan area in the country. Then we made the switch. And then I would be going at 6 o'clock at night. For the first few months, I stayed up here. And the reason was simple. I would leave here at 6, and i get home at 7.30 or 8. I was like, ugh. So, I mean, I just I was resigned that I was going to stay up here, uh, you know, uh, three nights a week, and I would. I would stay up here usually... You know, uh, not Mondays, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. I was always up here. Then the pandemic happened, and I was the only one on the road <laughs> for a while. Lo and behold, two years later, guess what I am? By and large, well, I'm not the only one. I leave here at 6. I get home at 6.58, 7.02. Never any traffic. And it seems to, my inner partner locally here the other day said, dude, is it me or you? Is it just seemed like it's getting less and less? I said, it feels that way. Kids are going back to school. Most of the schools started here last week and the rest of them are starting this week. My kids started uh, two days ago. Kids are back in school. You would, this is normally the time it's like, oh, it's really busy. The college kids are, it's not, it's still dead. Why? We're just not going anywhere there's some optimism out there that maybe inflation is peaking ask yourself why there are lots of things in inflation food is up rent is up real wages are down what did sort of plateau or go down a bit was uh, the price of gasoline why people are driving less traveling less that's not good news that's bad news people can't afford to so they're doing less of it and the demand for gasoline is down there is a big one right there it's down, and it's down big time. We're not consuming we like we used to. That is not a good thing. And he said something in there, and that's Grover Norquist. He's a, he's a statistics kind of nerdy kind of fellow. The things that we need are going up, right? The things that we need are going up. Case in point, inflation, zero. While prices for gas, airfare, and clothing are falling, other essential goods are getting more expensive. Food is up 13% from last year, the largest increase since 1979. The typical U.S. household is now paying about $460 more per month for the same goods and services as they would have last year. That is not good. That is not zero. I want the pattern that we saw last month to become a trend, and I want it to pick up speed. My fear is we're going to get into stagflation. And I think there's a lot of that to be said. But think about, we're driving less. We're consuming less. That's not a good thing. And I'm not talking about food, because we need to do that. But we're consuming less when it comes to our fossil fuels. And that kind of tends to happen. 
Memorial Day, first kind of, you know, hey, summer's here, we're taking vacations, we're doing these things. That tends to be the vacation. If you take one where you're driving somewhere, we see a spike. Plus, you've got the switching over from, you know, hey, from the winter blend to the summer blend in certain areas. So you'll see a bit of a spike through through 4th of July. And then it kind of steadies out and starts to go down. And then we see a little bit of a pickup the latter part of this month into early September, Labor Day, things of that nature again. We're just not consuming. It got so expensive, people like, screw it. And businesses started to say, you know what, you could stay at home a couple days a week. That's how they're keeping some of their employees. We can't give you a raise like that, but we can tell you stay home for a couple days a week so you'll save yourself maybe 100 bucks in gas. The lowest level of gasoline consumption since the bottom of the pandemic uh, back in 2020. So unless we want to go to traveling as much as we did in August during the pandemic, this is not a number that stays there. That's It is down because people are driving less they're driving less one presumes because prices are so high and they're not sure they can afford it that is a reaction to the inflation this is this is not good news this is bad news so but that beginning of that what grover said listen to this the lowest level of gasoline consumption since the bottom of the pandemic the lowest level Meaning we're 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 just not traveling like we were in the pandemic. That's why I said last night, and and you know I was just even shocked at how fast I I got home. I got home at seven o three last night, and that was with a wreck, with like five cars. In Los Angeles, that had been three hours. Three years ago, four years ago, that would have cost me an extra 45 minutes to an hour. Yesterday, I slowed down to 35. We're not consuming. We're not consuming. What happens if we start to consume again? It's going to go up, which is going to cause the price of goods to what? To continue to go up. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff to squeeze into. Talk a bit about the raid. Did the raid itself, or whatever you want to call it, the, the execution of said search warrant, could that have pushed the president, the former president, into a position where now he feels like, I might have to run again? Because he's always thinking it. But could that have been a situation where now he feels like I have no choice now but to run again? Talk about that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Plus, I don't even know how to explain this. But let's just say this. Uh, the maps. That's minor attracted persons. This therapist tries to... Softening the name doesn't make them any less of scumbags. Can we all agree? Fantastic. We'll talk about what this therapist says. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Better H-E-L-P. Better help. What is better help? Try getting in to see, I don't know, a therapist. You can't. And your brain goes through a lot. Like everything else, you got to take care of it, right? You want to be fit. If you want to be fit in your mind, some of that's just getting be able to talk to somebody. And and we don't always treat our brain great. No, 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 no. And with my stepdaughter, 
knowing what my little brothers go through and knowing the fact that my aunt is a therapist and she's booked up for six months, getting to see a therapist is virtually impossible. This is where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is online therapy, right? So they offer video, phone, even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It's completely affordable, way more affordable than actual going in-person therapy. And you're dealing with real therapists who are licensed. All you do is simply fill out the online questionnaire. Easy to do. You're going to get matched within 48 hours with a therapist, and you go from there. It is tough out there. Stress. It's good to get it off. Don't let it eat you up inside. Talk about it. BetterHelp's going to help you with that. 10% off right now. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Benson. BetterHelp.com slash Benson. For 10% off your first month, BetterHelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, that is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's talk about trending on the webs of the inter and the net, if you will. Nah. Start over on uh, Google. Uh, let's see here. Real Madrid and Frankfurt yesterday. Number one trending thing in America. Think about that. That's a crazy. That's weird. Exactly. Right. It's nuts. That's it. Indiana explosion in Evansville, which, uh, really was just frightening. Damaged 39 homes, killed three people. If you didn't see it, it was like, it was like a bomb went off big time. No way. IRS. Deadly force criminal investigation. So, because there was a uh, special agent job posting about uh, the uh, ability to use deadly force. I found that to be a bit odd. I think we all did. Oh, yeah, that's a little bit weird. Indeed. Army Hammer is uh, trending. If you don't know him, we'll talk about him a little bit later. He was the, uh, well, he was one of the heirs of the Arm and Hammer uh, family, but he was an actor and a lot of stuff. Entourage. I think he was in the Lone Ranger movie as the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp, which really should have been called the Tonto movie. But the uh, thing about him is apparently he wants to eat people, uh, in particular his ex-wives and girlfriends. And so that kind of came out. And I think now he is, uh, where was he last seen? In the Bahamas somewhere? Selling timeshares? Okay, okay. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I don't know. Head over. Steven Seagal's trending. If you guys didn't see yesterday. He was uh, propaganding it up for uh, the Russians because he's an honorary something or other special citizen friend of the pooter. That's so weird. That is so weird, right? I just It's a weird thing. I'm going to say that. Charlemagne, the Breakfast Club mainstay. Angela Yee 
is bouncing off Charlemagne's The God Show. If you've never seen that or listened to The Breakfast Club, it's interesting. Uh, but he has become a, a force. He's got his own show on Comedy Central, PGA Tour, right now going on. The St. Jude's Classic. And uh, that is the first in the three playoffs for the PGA Tour. And, of course, the PGA Tour right now has a competition, if you will, with the Live Tour, which is the Saudi-backed tour. And that is, uh, they sued this week the players that were told, you went over to the Saudi Tour, you can't play on this tour. And so they sued this week to try to get a, a temporary injunction so they'd be allowed all the ones who qualified for the playoffs to play. The judge said no, uh, but then more stuff's coming out that one of the biggest players in the world right now is going to bounce over there because, once again, people have a price, and apparently that price for him is about $120 million. But the court ruling went against him at least for now. I mean, from my vantage point, common sense prevailed, and I thought it was the right decision. Um, and now that that has happened, I think it just lets us focus on on the important stuff, which is the golf, and, and we can all move forward and not sort of have um, not have that sideshow going on for for the next few weeks, which which is which is nice. Roy McElroy there, uh, but it's going to continue to go on, and we'll see what the lawsuits eventually pan out to be. But uh, it's money, man. It talks, and uh, I'm never I, I'm not in somebody's position. So what they may say yes to, maybe I'd say no to, and vice versa. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Hello, fresh. Hello, tastes delicious. I was talking earlier about how the kids like to to, to make it for me. Uh, it's great. It is so easy. But let's talk about the taste of the food. Besides all of that, I talk about it being you know it's the taste of summer. It's market fresh. It is delicious. And the fact that you can pick and choose the meals that you're looking for, you're going to get desserts. You're going to get uh, complimentary sides. But the food itself is great. And you know what it is? It's filling and it's fresh. Hence the Hello Fresh. Within seven days, it's marketed to the table and it's in your belly. Easy to make, but portioned perfectly, which is something uh, I definitely can use. And you will love it. Right now, the taste of summer is going on and they got a great deal for you. You go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson. 16 that's b-e-n-s-o-n and the number one and the number six benson 16 16 free meals and three free gifts across seven boxes take advantage of it the best food the taste is amazing hellofresh.com slash benson 16 hellofresh.com slash benson 16 chad benson show Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Think about this for a second. What if Trump wasn't really thrilled about running again? But now he feels like, oh, God, I got to now, right? I have to. I have no choice. I have no choice. I'm just saying, what if? He didn't really want to. He thought to himself, I can be a kingmaker. 
Look, his ego will always drive everything that he does. You know it, and I know it. But what if his thought was, I could be the kingmaker, and whoever I throw my weight behind has a great shot of winning this thing, especially with the way that Biden's going and the economy, et cetera, et cetera. What if he feels like, man, I got to now. I got to. There's a lot that goes into it. There is. But the more, you know, people have talked about the last few days, it's interesting to watch that, you know, the, the news pundits, right, the, the, the news people out there who are, you know, the, the talking heads, the opinion people like me, the freaking out of, oh, they've got him now, and this is it, he's going to jail, there's nothing they're going to be able to do, this is nah, he's done, is this, ah. You know, the fact is, is that we are in uncharted waters here, right, who goes to a president's residence to take documents. In my view, John, I think the issue here is that indictment, and I'll say it, I think it's imminent as it relates to the president. Look at the timing and everything else. I think he's in trouble. I think his surroundings, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, perhaps uh, Mr. Giuliani. Oh. Now, could I see some other people maybe go down? It's possible. It is. It's absolutely possible for some of the stuff that they did. But for Trump? I feel like this ego thing that that is always there is just never, you know, look, these politicians, to think that Trump is the only one without an ego. Have you seen Ted Cruz? Nancy Pelosi? Have 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 you seen them, right? You don't think they have a bit? right? You don't think AOC's got a bit of, uh, a little bit of ego? Matt Getz? Of course they do. Trump's does definitely drive so much of what he does. But the thought that especially if they have nothing and the more that I've seen legal analysts come up and talk about this, the more that I if they have nothing outside of look, the lady who runs the archives, she has missing files. She's upset because, you know, she's got a bit of OCD and it keeps her up at night. So she'd like those back. Well, what if it's January 6th? What January 6th stuff is he going to have? I'm just curious. If he has been, if we've been told for the last umpteen years, all he does is destroy stuff. That's it. He just goes through and destroys all the evidence. So you mean to say he destroys all the evidence, but then he took it home? And it was in a closet? Did you put him in a position where he feels now that he might have to run? And you're thinking, oh, that might be a good idea. Because there's no way he's going to get people. But did you did some people over calculate, you know, not so much with the with with the the Trump people that have gotten through, because a lot of his people have gotten through. And I think that's also going to be telling. I think if it's the people that he has backed get smoked, that's going to make him think. But it's still his ego, I think, that will play play this thing out. There's no doubt. And if I'm the FBI and the DOJ, you don't comment on stuff, right? That's the, that's what we don't comment. It's too late. You guys have been caught with your pants down on numerous occasions. And at this point in time, the the eerie quietness of it all, and Trump himself could release this, and I think he's just like, let them do it. Let everybody else speculate. Let everybody else play this game. But I have a feeling... This might have, because I wasn't 100% sure that he was going to run. And outside of something 
absolutely bombshelling. And if they have nothing, why wouldn't you run at that point? Why wouldn't you? Because there's a lot of people I've talked to over the last few days who, as much as they can't stand Trump, they look at government and the bureaucracy and they say to themselves, I dislike them even more. And if this was a political tool, what is that going to do for Trump in a general election, if it was? With a weakened Biden and a struggling economy and the fact that they potentially came from again and there was all this to do in a search warrant only to find out they may have gotten some documents and there was no there there yeah yeah people are gonna that's only gonna inflame people and piss people off even more and i'm not talking about a civil war because i people I, you go to civil war who are you fighting out of curiosity i keep saying that you're gonna fight the the average democrat you're just gonna run and fight them no, no, probably not. Are you going to fight, uh, take down the government, portion of which you support? Probably not. Exactly. So settle down on that. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, is your Twitter. Anthony got us this today, and uh, we've talked about this in the past. This, you know, the want to change the names, very Orwellian and wacky about stuff. They, they, they Oh, it's this, or we call it that, or blah, blah. Now there is, uh, we used to just call them scumbag POSs, pedophiles, right? Awful sons of... Now they've got a new name. Of course, they're called MAPS. MAPS. And this is a sex, uh, uh, I guess she works with sex offenders at the uh, uh, Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. Miranda Galbraith talking about the MAPS. These are the minor attracted people folks my name is miranda i use she her pronouns and i'm a licensed professional counselor and sex first of all when you hear the words i use she her pronouns know that whatever she's doing when it comes to to what she's trying to explain is going to come from not a place of reality but of 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 trying not to offend and looking at everything and everybody in a position like these men who are in prison as victims of, of, of you know, something that is not their doing. Hi folks, my name is Miranda. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I want to talk about, about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. Most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them without actually knowing much about them. And those assumptions create harm for an already marginalized population. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. You're not marginalized and you are not misunderstood. You are scumbags. You are POSs. You take advantage of children. You groom them and you hurt them. I know from experience as a child from what happened. I have zero sympathy, zero sympathy, and trying to soften it by their minor attracted people, right? Jim's not a murderer, right? He's not. He's a help you put to sleep for a long time person. Oh, is that what he is? Yeah. Bob's not a drug dealer. He's an independent pharmaceutical rep. I, how how you could do this 
again, but it's, they're victims. They've got to be. You may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to MAPS, instead of the more commonly used term POS. And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people in order to harm them or slander them. Okay, so you've been judged by a, 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 a group of your peers a jury of your peers who've said that you're a scumbag and you need to be in jail because you do things to children, heinous things to people who cannot fight back or do anything. That is not slander. Uh, Hurt them is what the people inside prison are going to do, and it has nothing to do with their feelings and all to do with the fact that they're going to get some comeuppance. And trying to change or soften the, and I'm not talking about a 16-year-old girl or 17-year-old girl and a 17-year-old guy and he turns 18 and they're still dating and then mom gets mad at something. And, and I'm not talking about that. We know what we're talking about here. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves. And this includes folks who are attracted to minors. As if it's just, that's that's what I'm attracted to, you know? I mean, uh, so-and-so over there likes curvy girls, you know, women, you know, in that, you know, 25 to 30-year-old range with a little bit of curves. And so-and-so likes the the, the, the model types who are, you know, who, you know, this, uh, you know, the, the Scandinavian women. Uh, uh, he likes six-year-olds that's not the same thing it is not the same thing stop trying to soften it let's talk about what a minor attracted person is let's do who that. they are this term simply means that the person has an enduring sexual or romantic attraction to minors they've not chosen this attraction just as the rest of us have not chosen whatever our attraction is. You don't get to choose to be heterosexual or, or whatever you are. And you don't get to choose to be a minor attracted person. Oh, okay. So that's just it. So there, it, it's, it's, uh, uh. That's just it. They're, they're minor attracted people. They didn't choose this. It's just, it's just who they are. They were born this way. All the more reason to bury them then, if that's the way it is. So you didn't choose to be gay, right? Of course, unless you look at the data. And apparently everybody's gay nowadays, according to the latest study. So, so these people didn't choose this. They didn't do any of that. My God, listen to who in the hell is she selling this to? Many minor attracted persons have never acted on their attraction and are committed to never acting on their attraction. And I'm sure we, we could all think of a person or many persons we were attracted to, but never acted on that attraction. And the same is true for many minor attracted folks. 
Okay. Well, there you go. There's a lot of people out there uh, that are would love to kill somebody, but won't do it. <laughs> right? Oh, I'd like to just get rid of that person. Oh, my God. Just... But they're not going to actually do it. So let's go over that again. They're not going to do it. But it's a choice. Or is it not a choice? Well, but it is a choice. What, what is it? I don't know. But it, but it. That right there is the, the, yes, are there people out there that, that have the self-control enough to know that it's wrong? Yes. These are not the people she's talking about. Because you don't know who they are. Right. If your friend is like, dude, that 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 nine year old smoking hot, what a, you're like, I, I, I get away from me, you scumbag. You would have nothing to do with that. You need help. You need to go away for a long time. So how would we know who those people are? There are currently quite a few reputable websites that offer support and a community to minor attractive folks and these organizations generally express an expectation that members commit to not acting on their attraction. If you want to learn more about minor attracted folks or you are a minor attracted person looking for a community and for support, there are some websites that you can check out and you can get those in my blog. Check out my blog to see all of them. I just, sorry. It's just, it's a bunch of crap. You know it. I know it. That is vile. And to try to soften the blow of a person who is, and what they do is disgusting. It absolutely is. And I always say, you bury them six feet under, you never have to worry about them registering anywhere. That's not very nice, Chad. No. But just because you say it doesn't mean you're going to act upon it. Good God. Raycon, best of your buds around. Grab the podcast. You guys miss any podcast. We have fun. That was a little bit serious, but eh, we tend to have fun here. And you can go there and grab the podcast, and you put your Raycons in, and you listen to it. Raycons are amazing. I say 15%. You're going to love these things. The, the fit in my ears. Tell the guys earlier, uh, I did about 30-plus commercials yesterday. I don't know how many. I was just doing so many. And uh, editing, putting stuff together. I can't wear headphones all day. I can't, like, big headphones. I, should, it, I do these because they have to plug them into boards and stuff, and these things aren't, they're a little antiquated. There's that Bluetooth. The Raycons are amazing. I can when I'm on my laptop, and that's what I love. So amazing. Have him in all day. I've got the awareness mode on. It's awesome. I never had to charge it yesterday, which was great. So you get eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Still haven't charged him. Still using him. You're going to love these. Say 15%, 49,000 five-star reviews. Premium price? Nope. Way less expensive than those other premium bands. Uh, go out and get it. Raycon.com slash chat saves you 15%. Raycon.com slash chat. Raycon.com slash chat. Chat Benson Joe. You stink like fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> Ruben! What? 
Army Hammer has pretty much been run out of Hollywood at this point after being accused of sexually abusing several women. And here come more allegations in a new Discovery Plus docuseries. I mean, he said, I'm 100% a cannibal. In the first trailer for the three-part series House of Hammer, alleged victims of the social network and Call Me By Your Name star recount their experiences, play messages allegedly from Hammer, completely tying you up and incapacitating you. And Hammer's aunt Casey says she's going to expose her family's secrets. Magnify succession a million times. And it was my family house of hammer it's discovery plus september 2nd and let's not uh, you know what i'm going to play that that therapist let's not uh let's not call him those kind of things he is a uh uh he's a connoisseur of human delights <laughs> good god three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at jed benson show is your Twitter. A lot of people hitting up, so thanks for playing that. Thanks for talking about that. Trying to soften the blood. This person used to be a pedophile, but now they're a map, which is a minor attracted person. You know what I think that is? That's crap. You could be a map. That's what you want, but it's crap, and you know it, and I know it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet, text, love hearing from all of you. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Yesterday, Biden came out and I want to talk about uh, the fact that, uh, well, you know, uh, last month was a win for America. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. Here's what that means. Well, the price of some things go up, went up last month. The price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. Zero. Zero. Zero inflation last month. But I look at things are are things more expensive comparatively to, let's say, where they were. While prices for gas, airfare, and clothing are falling, other essential goods are getting more expensive. Food is up 13% from last year, the largest increase since 1979. The typical U.S. household is now paying about $460 more per month for the same goods and services as they would have last year. Think about that for a second. We're paying $460 more per month than we were last year. And inflation was starting to rise. That's zero's great. I hope it's a pattern that becomes a real trend. I don't know. 
I don't know. None of us know because so many things will play into this going forward. The reality is simply this. I don't think we are done with inflation in any way, shape or form. And as we talked about yesterday and we've talked about in the past, let's say it goes down by one or two percent and it just stays there and it becomes stagflation where wages don't really rise. We're kind of meandering, right? We're, we're, We're like a ship without a rudder. And we've kind of fixed the rudder, but we don't have any wind and there's really no, you know, I mean, it's just we're, we're just we're meandering more than anything else. I still think we have a very serious inflation problem in this country. I don't think that inflation problem is going to go away of its own volition. And so I think we're likely to have some quite turbulent times ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that guy right there, that's Larry Summers, right? He was, you know, served with Obama. This is not a cat that is super conservative, quite the opposite. He's looking at things and going, oh, guys, this isn't over by any stretch. And it's not. It's not over by any stretch, but it doesn't mean that it is all doom and gloom. I, I don't want to signal, I hate when it's all doom and gloom. No, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. What I do think, though, is... We probably are near the peak. We may have a little bit more up. I, again, continue to worry about stagflation more than anything else. The meandering, the not doing anything, the not growing in the economy. But not really seeing a collapse where we can bounce right back. It's kind of this weird world of the in-between. Purgatory of economics. And that's the thing to me, because when you look at things like, and I always go back to Japan, they had a lost decade where nothing happened for them. There was no growth. There was no, it was just like they were in quicksand that wasn't very quick. That worries me more. That does. And I don't think we're going to see anything too crazy Uh, Over the next several months, I think, again, we might see inflation slow down a little bit. But, you know, oh, well, uh, inflation fell kind of a little bit negligible. But when you go from year to year, it's up. And think about this. Well, you know, driving we're 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 we're, you know, like gas is so much cheaper. Why is that? There's some optimism out there that maybe inflation is peaking. Ask yourself why. There are lots of things in inflation. Food is up. Rent is up. Real wages are down. What did sort of plateau or go down a bit was uh, the price of gasoline. Why? People are driving less, traveling less. That's not good news. That's bad news. People can't afford to, so they're doing less of it, and the demand for gasoline is down. Yeah. I mean, if you're not using it as much, then there's no need to spend the kind of money in the past to purchase what we, you know, we... We needed 21 million barrels. We're not driving as much. We only need 19 million barrels. Well, we got you 21. Well, guess what? Prices are going to come down. What happens if we increase driving? And I think we'll see that potentially towards the end of this month when we head towards that final Labor Day weekend. I know we're going to be traveling. Uh, Jack's got a big tournament. So we're driving out to Southern California uh, to watch Jack play in his tournament. I keep telling Jack, here's the deal. Dad drives a long, long way to come watch you play. Uh, Don't suck. (laughs) Right? Spends a lot of money to come watch you play, not to suck. I kid, he had a hat trick this weekend. He was thrilled. He was thrilled, as he should be. As he should be. But yeah, normally we have this, right? Memorial Day, spike, 
you know, we start to see the ramp up, the spike. They're changing over to the summer blend. It's a little bit more expensive. And then as they do that, they're taking things offline. Then all of a sudden, they have this big spike, and then it slowly comes down a little bit, and it stays kind of steady for... And then we see another little bit of a peak come Labor Day. Oh, and then down it goes again. Are we going to get that? Or are we just going to get what we have now? 440 389 some places $5. Watching people celebrate the fact that, hey, it's only $3.90. I'm like, oh, well, that's you're celebrating. You're celebrating that. Well, no, that's not good. That's not who we are. The lowest level of gasoline consumption since the bottom of the pandemic uh, back in 2020. So unless we want to go to traveling as much as we did in August during the pandemic, this is not a number that stays there. That's It is down because people are driving less they're driving less one presumes because prices are so high and they're not sure they can afford it that is a reaction to the inflation this is this is not good news this is bad news yeah i mean you you heard that there that's a perfect example we're driving about the same amount we did meaning we're we're expending the same that's grover norquist there uh pretty smart character Talking about stuff, but he looks at stuff. You know, this is a guy's, uh, you know, tax reduction advocate. He's he's looking at stuff in in the numbers kind of break. He didn't seem like a fun guy, right? That's what I'm trying to say. He didn't seem like he's a party animal throwing stuff out there for hyperbole. Uh, you know, you look at it and you break down the numbers and like, oh wait a minute, here we're not driving like we used to, and it's. This is pandemic era driving. I, I and I and I'm in Phoenix, which is the fifth largest metropolitan area in the country. And it's the fifth largest Phoenix is. I leave here at six o'clock at night and get on the freeway. I have a 65 mile drive home. I am home in an hour. And there's barely any traffic on the road. Oh, there's people, but there's virtually no traffic on the road. When I moved here five years ago, I would stay up here two or three nights a week because the drive home because of traffic was pretty ridiculous. I wasn't getting home sometimes till, you know, uh, I was getting off the free. Plus, I, I did different hours because, you know, my morning show was at a different time and 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 stuff. And I would, you know, it was like an hour and a half sometimes to get home. Two hours. And I was just, you know, I was like, ah, it's insane. Just don't do it. There's virtually no traffic. So to say that, you know, hey, that all of this is because of this, that, and the other. No, it's we're just not consuming. And what happens if energy prices go up all the while egg prices are still up? Groceries are costing 13% more, even though the, the energy came down. Prices in some areas still rising. And those are the prices of the things that we need, not want, but need. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chad. Yes, 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 yes. I see. I see. I see what you're saying. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Speaking of travel, if you would like a job, uh, you know, some jobs, well, they can't find enough applicants. FAA? 
They hold your life in their voice, directing air traffic and keeping planes away from one another. As the FAA deals with staffing issues, the agency says it has received nearly 58,000 applications to fill 1,500 open air traffic control jobs. A median annual salary for a controller is above $138,000 a year. All applicants have to be under 30 years old. The head of the Air Traffic Controllers Union says the FAA is not hiring fast enough. <laughs> so you got to be under 30. But if you're under 30 and you're thinking, God, what? But I will tell you, you hear stories about it's one of the most stressful jobs around. But under 30, $138,000 a year. And if you're good under pressure, that's a good gig right there, kids. That's a good gig. And they're hiring. Hmm, something to think about there. There's travel right there. And travel, again, going to be a nightmare potentially this weekend. Cancellations galore is, is it, it's out there. I was reading already they're starting to cancel stuff because of you've got weather in certain areas. Once again, not enough crew members. Uh, it, it, it's the same story over and over again when it comes to, to travel. So if you're traveling, especially for Labor Day, I wouldn't even fly for Labor Day unless it was, you know, they're like, okay, you guys are the, you know, we're flying you. Uh, nobody else is on the flight. We're guarantee you're going to be there. Uh, you know, and if not, we will drive you there ourselves. Kind of, I mean, it's just, I've had more friends tell me nightmares and this weekend, as severe weather has been moving through the Northeast, quickly airlines have been canceling flights. Reagan National Airport seeing the biggest impact. The average delay if a flight does actually go is around five hours. FlightAware reports over a thousand canceled flights in the U.S., many coming as a result of storms. Also seeing big impacts is Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, so, and that's, again, these are hubs. When you hear stuff like that, Atlanta, Dallas, when you start to hear stuff like that, you know what you're hearing? You're hearing, uh-oh, it's going to get ugly. Because once one cancels, it's a domino effect. 323-53, Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. I was saying last night, I got home, you know, I, I love Doodle, my dog. Well, you guys, and, and his time, I understand, is short. His time, though, is probably been extended by about four years because of Rough Greens. There's no doubt in my mind. It has helped him, especially when it comes to his joint pain. It has given him more energy. It can't fix his eyesight because <laughs> he's way old. Uh, but it is, it, it, I covered him up the day as I was leaving the house, and I'm just thinking to myself, I love that little dog. He's cantankerous. He's mean. He's, you know, he's just, he's just, but he is, he's hilarious. And I just love the fact that, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, my on-air partner goes, on my local show goes, does that stuff really, really work? I said, dude, it works. And our, our other producer, Pablo, he goes, he goes, that stuff works to the point where it kept my dog alive for probably an extra 16 months. And I said, yeah, try it for yourself. It's just a supplement. You sprinkle on top of your dog's food, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega, omega 369s. And it just brings your dog's food to life. But it is, it, it's been, it's been a blessing uh, to have him around. And I know the reason is, is because he can enjoy life without pain. And it's awesome. And it's all because of Rough Greens. Get your free bag of Rough Greens now. It's a two-week jump start. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. You cover the cost of shipping. They send you a bag for free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Mike Lyonson joins us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about Ukraine. They're on the offense against Russia today. But we're also going to talk about China. What's going on over there? But also, for all the geopolitical stuff, we had Gordon Chang on yesterday. Here's one thing we never talk about. What exactly do they have?
when it comes to their military. Talk about that so much more. A little bit about Miralago and Trump. Did something happen the other day that, well, maybe Trump didn't want to have happen. It had nothing to do with the raid itself, but because of that raid, it may force his hand. We'll talk about that. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Justice Department is standing by the long-standing practice of not commenting on current investigations. Trump himself could reveal the details of the search. One of his lawyers says they have a copy of the search warrant as used by the FBI, a warrant that would include the reasons for the search as well as a list of items taken by the agents. But he has declined to make them public. Yeah, he has. Uh, and they're continuing to say nothing, which I don't think is a good thing at this point in time. I think with the way that politics is today, the fact that it does look political, uh, the reality is you, 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 you don't have to say exactly what it is that you were searching for. Remember, you're going in there. This warrant, the basis for it may have been this, but you may be looking maybe for something else and you happen to find something else and you're in there so you can gather that data. Uh, here's something interesting, though, and we've talked about it throughout the day and we'll continue to touch on it. What if Trump didn't want to run? What if Trump enjoyed a bit of being the kingmaker and being a thorn in the side of both the Republican old guard as well as the Democrats, but he didn't want to run. But now because of this, he almost feels like I'm going to have to run because, well, you know, I mean, he's always thinking it, but there's a lot that goes into it, but I'm going to have to run because They're pulling me into it. And my ego's not going to not let me run. Because I have to show them, all right, fine. Now, if I'm him, and again, he's one of those guys that feels like, "Ah, I can get away with anything, I could do anything. The difference between you and me is, is I'll get it done when you can't get it done kind of thing. I think the biggest test for him and for the MAGA movement is going to be coming this midterm. A lot of MAGA. A lot of election people that are still trying to redo and undo the 2020 election. What if they get all blown out? What happens then? It's going to be interesting to see the way that he handles this. But I just have a sense that I think he feels like now because of his ego. And again, ego is what drives Trump in ways that it just doesn't drive a lot of other people. That he feels like now I got to go into it. Now I got to get into this thing. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter Raycon best earbuds around I've had my Raycons for a very long time I love them the awareness mode yesterday I was telling the guys I did some 30 odd commercials and a bunch of liners and things like that and I had to edit a ton of stuff guess what I have my Raycons on the whole time when I'm editing why because they're comfortable I love my headphones I wear here that you know for this because I got to plug it into boards and stuff uh but the reality is I can only wear them a certain amount of time because it drives me crazy and my ears get sweaty. It's just, eh. Raycons are the best. The control, the feel, the best earbuds around. You will love these. And you're going to get 15% off right now. You're going to go buyraycon.com slash Chad. Don't take my word for it. 49,000 five-star reviews. Eight hours of talk time. The price that's amazing. 32 hours of battery life. What are you waiting for? Get your Raycon. Save big. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. 15% off now. Premium earbuds at not a premium price. 
but a better make and fit you will find nowhere else. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Mike Lyons joins the program straight ahead. Talk a little bit about China and Ukraine and what's going on over there. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. This is going to be something that's going to really going to shock uh, President Putin because if they were able to, to, to recover any of Crimea, it would mean a net loss uh, for Putin uh, for the entire invasion. They already had annexed this, this territory before. So this is substantial, and it really shows that Ukraine wants to go on the offensive. That's right. And when we talk about war, we talk about military. There's one person we turn to, Mike Lyons, hired military uh, uh, major and, and military analyst, joins the program. He's been here since day one, uh, even before this started. And it looks like they're going to take uh, try to take it to the Russians, the Ukrainians. We forget this thing is going on because America has, well, that we've got a very limited uh, attention span. They are. The Ukrainian military is attacking military targets in in Crimea. I think, though, that um, they still really don't have enough equipment. They're going to they're going to give it as the best shot they can, but they're going to really force Russia to reinforce there. Now, the the whole goal for Ukraine has to be no attacks in Odessa. You know, that's the last five percent piece. If I'm a Russian general officer looking for some kind of way to get in front of, of Vladimir Putin, it's. Uh, it's saying, look, we let's go take Odessa. Let's figure out how to do that. Seal off Ukraine, and then maybe if you want to sue for peace, then we can, we can kind of leave it at that. But um, but the fact that the, the artillery and the equipment coming in from the West is allowing Ukraine to go on the offensive. But make no mistake, both sides are exhausted still. Ru- the Russia, I think, is trying to hold off until the fall, where they can try to reinforce with some people coming from coming from the east. Ukraine doesn't have that same luxury, so they've got to take the initiative and continue to seize it right now. What kind of uh, weapons are we sending them now? Because you were worried uh, that we might deplete some of our own stuff. Uh, what are we sending them? Or is this stuff finally that we sent them a while ago that they're trained up enough now? Because that's the other thing is we may send them something, but it may take a while to train them up on some stuff. Right. Nothing new. It's the, it's the HEMAR systems. It's the, it's the precision artillery, um, more of the missiles. And what, what happens is so the, the HEMARS is a platform, let's say, and now they're getting different missiles that um, – do different things and go different distances, um, can track, can loiter, can can be more accurate. So that and you lay that over the drone technology. Russia has not been successful in doing the counter jamming and the counter battery uh, in in the south that they, that they had been before. Now in in Donetsk and in kind of the east, um, they're still grinding away there, you know, a foot at a time right now, and they have real, really a firm hold of that area. But but because of their inability to um, take their forces, maneuver them over to to the south, and to try to reinforce what or, or military assets they have there already. Um, Ukraine's taking advantage of that. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, as we talk about what's going on uh, around the globe. And uh, you said, I-, I think Putin's trying to hold off as long as he can, because I think he thinks it starts to get cold over there. These European nations are going to start freaking out when they start looking at some of their bills. And, and, and uh, if we can hold off a little bit longer, the cracks will start to show. 
Well, and the sanctions are starting to impact um, Russia. Finally, you know, the economic statecraft is, is likely starting to happen with that uh, European Union, the full ban they've had on Russian coal. So that's kicked in and complete. Um, you saw Germany now look to try to get uh, gas somehow, create some kind of pipeline from, coming from Spain and Portugal. So the Germans are in the full scramble mode to do everything they can to uh, to, to make sure that they're not going to go cold this winter. Um, but but that this has always been something that, uh, you know, if, if things had started from the beginning like this, it could have it, it might have put a lot more pressure on them sooner. It's been what six months now and, and all the things that have been destroyed and uh, on both sides. So I, I think the, um, the the seasons are going to change. The seasonality will now kick in. Uh, Russia is going to start losing revenue on this. If it starts to impact the defense sector, then he realizes he's not going to be able to win. And I think that's going to impact what his decision is going forward. We move from there to another part of the globe. And one of the things that yesterday we had uh, Gordon Chang on talking about China, he looks at the geopolitical side of it and, you know, like how Xi, you know, is handling this, the, the stress that's on him, Taiwan, the political mm-hmm. things. But the reality is the military side of it, because that's what would, would be eventually, is something wholly different. Mm-hmm. And Taiwan, I mean, this was crazy. They were both live fire practicing. Essentially, they were shadow boxing each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I and then what's going on there militarily right now is is a tinderbox. Um, and, you know, Nancy Pelosi might have been the Sophie Franz Ferdinand bullet moment to, to get things started here. I, I've never seen in, in really since uh, in my lifetime, the, the U.S. and Chinese are literally talking past each other. I mean, the United States is telling China, oh, come on, cut it out. You were only kidding. Everything's good. No worries. Get John Kerry back in his G7. Get him over there. Let's start the climate talks again. Come on. It's going to be great. And the Chinese are going, you'll die and burn in our fire of fury. I mean, it's not even close to any any kind of diplomacy. I mean, the, the, the Chinese have completely cut off multiple diplomatic pathways and they're shut down. No one's talking about this right now, but these are things that happen when countries are about to go to war. Um, we can argue right now, I saw interesting thoughts about whether China is actually a rising power or a declining power. If a rising power um, you know, would have a little more strategic patience on this, but the fact that they might be on the decline, they recognize that the, the window is closing in the United States with Joe Biden as the president, with what looks like a, a lot of things going badly in our military. Um, you know, China launches a Pearl Harbor type attack goes after our naval assets there, goes after Taiwan. Um, they could really inflict a lot of damage now. Again, there's some that think that the Chinese military is a paper tiger. They haven't fought since 79, and they got kind of their butts kicked back then. Whereas the United States, you want to be a superpower, you want to be Rome, you want to, you want to really do that, you've got to have a military that's got experience. Well, you know, for, for you know, our military is always you know, good to go. And we've been we've been at war really for the last, you know, 25 years at this point anyway. So I, again, I think that's a real tinderbox right now. There's both sides are just completely off the reservation when it comes to what they're talking about. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, there's a mistake that takes place and that uh, things escalate pretty quickly. Let's say there is a mistake. So let's say, you know, I mean, because Japan is, you know, starting to become a little bit more isolationist. They're sounding a little bit more pre-1930 than than mm-hmm. after, you know, 45. Let's just say there is a mistake and and something mm-hmm. goes down. Uh, Taiwan is not going to be a pushover. In fact, probably for them to take it, they would have to essentially, uh, you know, eviscerate the island. Uh, and the amount right. of men right. and that they would lose, because China is not battle-tested. It's one thing to say you're ready 
it's another thing to actually get hit in the mouth. Yeah, and that's where the concern is of the Chinese military, if it is a paper tiger. It, but it has volume, it has velocity, it has mass, it has lots of principles of war that it can engage in. Um, whether or not it can coordinate, command and control, coordinate all of the different weapon systems, and that's where the United States is, you know, shines, especially when it comes to anything conventionally. Um, but what they have to do, again, would be that Pearl Harbor type attack uh, that they could do because of hypersonic missiles. So all the new technology that has been developed in the past 20 years would have to be used in the initial hours of this war that if it started. But then directly to your point, uh, Taiwan becomes flattened and all of the, that pro produce and, and things that happen there, the production and the manufacturing is destroyed. It impacts the rest of the world. It, it seems as though the Chinese might be half willing to, to take that risk and, and not worry about it and build up the next hundred years. I, I think, again, China, I'm more leaning that they're the declining power right now, which is more scary, which means they're going to they're going to likely potentially do something here in the coming years, at least. You know, we were talking about that with Gordon Chain yesterday, the fact that, you know, uh, people said, oh, they're, they're not declining. At all. First of all, stop believing everything they say. You think we're full of baloney uh, and you readily take them because you don't like America. That's a you thing. But they financially, they may be in a lot more trouble than people realize. And militarily, right. what do they have conventionally and obviously nuclear powers? We all know what everybody has. But conventionally, what do they have that they would we would think, oh. That's dangerous. And on the other side, what do we have that makes them, if you will, stay awake at night? So uh, it's nuclear deterrence at at, at 50,000 feet, right? I mean, mutually assured destruction, it, it does keep two nuclear-powered countries uh, somewhat at bay. But what, what China has is hypersonic missiles that can travel low, and we can't shoot them out of the sky. And from a regional perspective, um, they could launch a, a velocity and, and mass at our naval assets there and, and virtually guarantee hitting every one of them and sinking every one of them. I mean, they sink a carrier. They sink the USS Ronald Reagan out there in the, in the South China Sea. What are we going to do? I mean, I, 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 you know, it will take us. We need to declare war on China. It'll take us six months to a year to kind of crank up the arm and crank up the fist that it's got to come from you know, the Pacific. And then at that point, maybe China is launching intercontinental missiles at us. So that they have that, that's that, that again, that technology that would take place in the beginning part of this uh, while they're trying to take Taiwan at the same time. I think I think that the hypersonic missile technology that they have um, is, is, is virtually unstoppable from their side. What about us? We must have something because I mean, but there, if you're listening to Mike Lyons or military analysts, it just sounds like, well, they're going to just roll over us. But that's not the reality of it because we get a punch back, too. Yeah, the, the thing is, we have untested what I like about war. I don't like it about war, but, but what's interesting in wartime when, when I see in the United States is all this interesting stuff comes off the shelf that that are, that 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 have been laboratories that people have been working on for 10 or 15 years and everything comes to the battlefield and everything gets tried i think one of the ways we're going to have to try to stop that is cyber and intercept the, you know, those hypersonic missiles still are relying on signals from something else so we're going to have to do microwave technology we're going to have to do something that's probably already on some of those ships already um that will that will serve as a way of defense that no one's talking about. So that's that's what the United States always brings to modern warfare is innovation. The question is whether, um, you know, sometimes it's just a bluff. I mean, look, Desert Storm turns out to be a bluff. No one knew that we had the kind of things we had in the GPS systems and the cruise missiles and the Tomahawks and all those things at the end of the day. 
Well, same thing here. Um, I think that the Chinese have got to be worried that if their plan fails uh, initially and, and the United States is, is can knock those, those hypersonic missiles out with microwave or cyber or by hacking into more something um, based on you know, information that they got before, well, then our response back will be tenfold because that's the other thing, that's how we go to war these days. Thank God we go in tenfold ways. Um, so I, I think we're not just showing our cards. I think that's really what that that's what the United States has. And I'm confident we've got stuff on the shelf that will do really, really well once the time comes. Yeah, I was uh, I, I watched another military guy the other day say something about, you know, it's. It's the things you don't know we have that keep right, the other side right. awake at night. And that's that's the one thing that I think that, that should give people heart. Plus, we're battle-tested. Uh, but our Navy, their Air Force, Navy, I mean, uh, how our Navy obviously is, because how many battleships do they even have comparatively to ours? Whether they're subs like, uh, what's their Air Force like? Well, so they have um, they have um, an, an air force that's not as good as their navy. They've they've put more focus on their navy. Six hundred battleships right now, or six hundred ships, and they're they're fundamentally focused right there in the South China Sea. So so again, it's a lot of targets. It's target rich environment if that's us. But we just don't have you know we don't we have less than two ninety five I believe in our navy, and and they want to decommission eight more some of the some of those littoral ships that they just brought on eight years ago because they're just so poorly performing. So our, our Navy needs in the next 10 years to rebuild itself. Um, and on top of that, our Navy projects power throughout the world. So we don't, we don't have any kind of volume like that in that, in that area. We just want one carrier. Now we do have 11 carriers out there. We can eventually, we can eventually bring them to, to bear. Uh, they just won't get there on time. Um, but, uh, but again, and, and their air force, same thing, untested kind of weak airframes that we know that, um, it's just it's, it's, there's a lot of them, uh, you know, that the, what China is going to do um, is based on studying previous wars. Is they're going to just bring mass to the battlefield and, and, and take lot, you know, commanders expect losses, take losses and throw people into the into the breach. Uh, but, here, you know, here comes the second wave. Always good to have you on. Mike Lyons, uh, military analyst, uh, retired uh, major in the Army. And once again, dude, you uh, you give it to us straight. And we love that. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Great. Chad. Thanks for having me. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-P-E-N-S-O-N. That's what I keep saying. It's the stuff you don't know we have. <laughs> that's that's what it's all about. The end of the day could be as little as a bunch of nerds who put together something. They can take rockets out or turn them around and send them back where they came from. It's the stuff we don't have, and it's being ahead. There's a reason we spend so much on the military, and some of it's wasted, but some of it, mm, well, you don't know you needed it until you needed it, and luckily we have it. Hello, Fresh. You didn't know you needed it until you needed it and luckily we have it going home at night knowing food is going to be right there because the kids continue to think that it's a restaurant uh but because of hello fresh it makes them feel that way why is that because the food first of all is amazing uh and if i've been telling you guys this and i'll take a picture in the next day or so and post they so they, we get the hello fresh delivered to us 55 different weekly options right the most by any meal kit but they like to decorate the plate now you know like that you do with the fancy restaurants that's what it's like with hello fresh and it's it's great food. They just like to make it fancy, and they can make it, which is awesome. Anybody can do it. The food is incredible. they got the taste of summer going on right now. Restaurant-worthy, absolutely, and so easy. It's got a card right there, and it'll tell you how quick, what you have to do. Within 15, 20, 30 minutes, you're eating. Tons of sides, desserts, complimentary right there, and fresh ingredients, which is my number one priority, along with portioned, portioned perfectly. 
Right? That's great. Great app, easy to use. You can pause whenever you want. And right now, 16 free meals and three free gifts across seven boxes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16 to get those 16 free meals. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Netflix uh, is looking around right now and thinking to themselves, what is going on? And there's Disney with a smile on their face. Thanks to shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi. When the time comes, he must be trained. Disney Plus showing no sign of the subscriber losses challenging Netflix. Disney, the parent company of ABC News, reporting a gain of 14.4 million subscribers for Disney Plus in the third quarter, beating analyst estimates of 10 million. The streaming service now has just over 152 million customers worldwide, still well behind Netflix's 220 or so million. And the price of Disney Plus going up beginning December 8th, a new version with ads will cost 8 bucks a month, the same price of the current version without ads, which will jump to 11 bucks a month. Disney also raising the prices of Hulu and ESPN+. Yay, yay, I have ESPN+, and I have Hulu, so how about that? Here's the thing, though. Uh, for Disney, it's about subscriber numbers in a lot of ways, because much like... Uh, 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 the West is paying for a lot of other people. The average price in places like India for like Disney is like 50 cents a buck. So they're not paying the same. So we're, we're, we're paying bigger rates here. But so much of that is, again, it's about the numbers. Those are good things to show people. Those are good things. Those numbers, right? Business, military, all that stuff. You got the numbers. People look at oh, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. Doesn't mean quality, but you have to charge a certain amount. You can't produce the things that they're producing in the way that they're doing it and think it's going to be – This is it isn't all reality TV, which would be the best. If I was going to have a subscriber-based platform, it would be all reality television. Cheap to produce, and people easily get addicted to it. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I know, right? Uh, thinking here, write that down, kids. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. If you missed any of the podcasts, including uh, a, a really good interview with Mike Lyons, our military analyst, uh, breaking down what's going on in China and the Ukraine, uh, check it out. I wanted to get uh, with him to talk about some of the stuff that included the bill that just got passed uh, for the burn pits. Uh, we didn't have time for that, but uh, we'll, we'll get to it next week. But a really interesting talking about, you know, China and Taiwan and how close things may be. Much closer than I think a lot of people realize. Grab the podcast if you missed it. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.